Hi, welcome to the Macabre Emporium. Let me get my emotional support cat. Okay. <laughs> to be quiet and keep the kids quiet, since he was getting anxiety and he didn't want to kill children. Gertrude's daughter even got to join in on what they considered fun. Tell us about the giant turtle. Alan never showed up, nor was he ever heard from again beyond that point. Welcome back to Macabre Emporium. This is episode 38. And if this is your first time joining us either from the land of the living or the land of the dead that we may possibly have visited Saturday, this past Saturday, welcome. Welcome. So you're probably wondering why I said such things, my intro, in such an odd fashion. We actually done something that neither one of us has ever done before and something I've been wanting to do for a very, very long time. We went on a paranormal investigation at the Bell Mansion in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And if you follow Sarah on her personal page, her asshole's fine. <laughs> it sure is. Because I kept asking her if she was going to be okay about doing this. She's like, my asshole's completely puckered right now. And if I would probably let go, I'll probably be suction cupped to the chair we were sitting in. <laughs> Not only did we have a paranormal investigation that we attended when we went there, we also went and saw two podcasts yep. live. So that was also a new experience for us. Yeah, that was cool, though. I um, liked that part. Some of you may or may not have heard these names. We went and saw Hillbilly Horror Stories. And we also saw Mysterious Circumstances with Justin Rimmel. Yes. So it's like I told Sarah, like, over the last week or so, it's kind of our whole journey and our first year coming up is kind of completely come for, for has completely come full circle now. It has. Because if you remember in episode zero and episode one, I've either one of those. I don't remember which one it is at this point now that I had mentioned that how we started this journey together was that me explaining the John Dillinger death conspiracies that Justin had covered on his podcast and Sarah with her quote unquote to go cup with a Long Island <laughs> iced tea in it. Three sheets to the wind. She my, was like my water. What are you talking yeah, about? Her water. Sorry. And her to go cup. <laughs> She says that I need a, I should start a podcast, and I just kind of blew it off as drunk talk, and well, here we are. So, meeting Justin in person finally was a, you know, I don't know how to put it in words. You forgot to mention that this talk all started on the way through Fort Wayne leaving my sisters. Nah, that's true. So, yeah. Like, when, we, when he says full, full circle, like, he means full circle. Yep. Justin puts on a great show, either live or recorded. So if you've not checked out Mysterious Circumstances, I suggest you highly do it. I'm also sure a lot of you have probably heard of Hillbilly Horror Stories with Jerry and Tracy Polly. They were there as well, and they covered three different ghost stories, which were interesting. I've never heard yeah. those three stories ever before that Jerry had read off. I don't think I have either. And during their set, Sarah leaned over at me and was like, that's going to be us one day. Yeah, in like 20 years. Now, the one is that us doing live podcasts or just us old doing podcasts? Excuse me, aged or elderly doing, I don't know. Same. Put it. Well, both, really, because the way that they were bickering mm -hmm. and making fun of each other back and forth, like that's some shit we do. Yeah. But yeah, it was, she's the cutest damn thing. Mm -hmm. Her and her little pink hair. Yeah. Ugh, 
I told her her hair was pretty. She's like, oh, bless your heart. Thank you. <laughs> she very cute. Very nice people. But the the show was amazing. Right. You know, I bring up these guys a lot, quite a bit from Dark Windows. Kevin, on their episode, when they met them, and they said something, he made a comment about when you're listening to Justin talk in a live show, it's literally like listening to him on his podcast recorded and yeah i can agree with that as well too that is exactly what it sounds like yeah like you can close your eyes and you can imagine that you're just listening to him through whatever interface or use whatever web browser whatever player you're using to listen to us or the rest of the podcast that you may or you may follow platform that's the word platform yes for. that's the word i'm looking for <laughs> i was like wait there's a word that goes there what is apparently it apparently my brain is still slow as fuck for as fast paced as the last two days have been from it's been it's been a weekend yeah from climbing four you know four floors to listening through audio for, like, as soon as we got home sunday night which we didn't get home until almost eleven thirty, and it um, took me a half to an hour to get the digital recorder. I got to actually fucking work, and yeah. so my brain's a little bit melted. So this episode's not going to be very long. No. So there's no real. What do you have for us this week, Sarah? It's what do we have for you guys? We have brought you about the Bell Mansion, which if you've never been there. And you live within a driving distance of Fort Wayne to go on a Saturday tour that they do. I, we both suggest you go do it. Yeah. Even though I was legitimately fucking scared. And you like, I've said it once, I'll say it a million times. I like creepy shit. I like scary stuff. I do not like being scared. Right. And I was fucking terrified. But I was also very proud of you that you stepped out of your comfort zone. Oh, did I. <laughs> So we can slowly work our way up to going to Waverly. Shut up. <laughs> and I, that's one, like, I would love to go there. I say right. I would love to go there, but, like, to actually go there, I'd be like, yeah. I don't want to do it, man. I don't want to do it. And we're like, we paid all, spent all this money to get here. You're going. I know. <laughs> and then, yeah. Anyways, we're not going that big yet. Right. This was a first step. Probably not the last step. Definitely right. the first so before we get into what the things that we had seen and experienced during the investigation part, Sarah's going to give you a little bit of an overview of about the Bell Mansion. So it is off of the Bell Mansion's website, which is thebellmansion.com. And just the history that they have written there, I'm going to read it verbatim. You know, you can read it if you go on there right. and don't want to hear me yap, but... Like, we were going to do a write-up for this, but we couldn't find anything but their what's written on their website. So. Right. In 1893, Wing and Mahoran began construction on Robert and Clara's Romanesque-styled mansion. Same architect as the Un University of St. Francis Bass Mansion and the History Center, which are both in Fort Wayne. Robert served as a two-time state senator, assistant U.S. commissioner for Indiana, huge investor in natural gas, which is... Apparently the reason Fort Wayne and Chicago got natural gas when it did. And he was a prominent lawyer. Claire helped form the first classes at the Fort Wayne Art School and was the co-founder of the Fort Wayne Museum of Art. The couple was originally from the Muncie area but moved up for business purposes. 
They were a very prominent couple during their years here in Fort Wayne. Not only did Clara leave her forever footsteps in the art museum, Robert's Law Firm is still going strong and is now known as Barrett McNagney Law Firm, serving the local area still today. They only had one child, Bessie, but unfortunately, due to illness, died at 11 months old. After Robert's death in 1901, the home was sold to William K. Noble, who ran a lumber company that operated in three states. His family of three lived there for 22 years and sold the building for $50,000 to the Clean Funeral Home. In 1935, the West Side addition was added due to high demand. At this time, funerals were no longer held in the residents' homes as they were done in the 1800s. Today, there are over 14,000 square feet in this absolutely breathtaking mansion. No detail has gone unnoticed. It remained a funeral home for over 93 years until they left the building in 2018 and the Sturms bought the building in 2020 to preserve its beauty. And then they went on to write, We want to preserve our precious history first and foremost. History is the reason why we are all here today. We are so passionate about preserving and sharing this place with the world. Every day we are getting creative, so we keep this mansion in one piece, not eight different apartments or even a parking lot. We hope you love this building half as much as we do. Please don't hesitate to reach out with any questions or concerns. We are very open-minded and easygoing people looking to preserve a giant piece of Fort Wayne's history. So with that short little introduction to the mansion itself out of the way, they do offer other things. Um, you can have your wedding there. They have a really gorgeous, like, reception type area. Yeah. Which is where they actually did the podcast. Right. Um, corporate parties can be thrown there, special events, and that includes, like, you know, your tables, your chairs, catering, whatever. So, they do have options for the non-spooky adventurers. (laughs) The Sarah category. But probably not now after last Saturday. Yeah. yeah. But they also offer flashlight tours. Um, So each Sunday and Wednesday through October and November, Mm -hmm. um, you can go in and do flashlight tours throughout the mansion, Paranormal Investigations. And those are terrifying. You were... You were fine. I... was I before? No. Correct. Which is why I'm saying it was terrifying. Well, we'll talk all about that in a minute here. When... They do offer non-flashlight tours, the ghost tours, um, and those are done during the you know throughout the day. After doing a little bit of the non-flashlight type, yeah, and then doing well, we didn't even have flashlights. It was fucking dark unless no. we had our phones for help. Right. Um, I would suggest the the nighttime one. But they have all kinds of paranormal events that that they host there. Like this coming Saturday, the 8th, they're having the paranormal jackass. He's doing ghost hunting and tacos. That sounds awesome. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. And then they've got an art and music festival coming up. Small business vendors inside the mansion. In January... Two days, they're going to have the cast of 28 Days Haunted, which is on Netflix. They'll be there. You can meet and greet the cast and crew. Like, and they'll be doing an investigation, which I'm sure will show up on, you know, one of the seasons next year. Maybe. I mean, if they're spending two days, I would hope so. Right. But if it's supposed to be 28 days later, like, I'm sure at one point the building's going to be closed to the public for a month. 
Well, maybe. Not a month. They don't spend a month there. Well, if they're filming for tw- it's a 28-day cycle like the frauds of the Warrens had. Oh, yeah, true. They claimed that it happened, so. Yeah. So they do 90-minute guided tours of just the building and its history. No right. spookies involved. But they also do the investigations, the paranormal investigations, which is what we did. Yep. Yeah. So those are the ghost tours and yeah. You can book private investigations for up to 10 people um, for $50 a person. But then you would have a fee on top of that for booking the building to yourself. Right. Which, understandable. But yeah, that's just a tiny bit about the mansion. Um, yeah, shall we, shall we move on to the events of the evening? Yeah, we cover the shows and everything, and I'm sure everyone's probably like, get on with the spook stuff! Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and did we? It was fucking immediate. Yeah, I mean, like, Sarah says it was immediate, yeah, it pretty much was as soon as we got in there, but when we first arrived, we were, like, taken back about how big this mansion really was. Yeah, it doesn't look that big from the outside. Right. But it is big. And so it's like literally three floors plus a basement too as well. So four technically. Yeah. And it's like 15,000 square feet you said or something like that. I think 14, something no, like that. 14, 15,000 square feet. But yeah, big building. A lot of ground to cover. Like we didn't go through all the rooms during our investigation part. We did through a majority of them, but there's just so many rooms. Uh, one of the things that you missed on the watered down tour is that on the doors on certain doors there's carvings of what that room was used for oh so like where their gift shop was it was a study so they had like a quill and a book if i remember correctly carved mm. into the, the like hand carved into a door and then in one door it was like grapes to show that you're going into the dining room and when those doors are shut they had a portrait of robert and clara facing each other for all eternity when the doors are shut Oh, that's cool. And it was carved in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the two pocket doors that led into the dining room from the main foyer area. Okay. I guess I missed that. Yeah. Although we both kind of went in saying we weren't going to do the tours because we didn't right. want to have any anybody tell us of, you know, shit that's happened or could happen. Then right. we're just going to be and thinking, you when know. When I went on the tours, you know, upstairs, going upstairs and everything, she, Lindsay, the lady that works there she didn't really say oh this is my may or may not happen she just said this is a spirit of so-and-so that he that resides in this room and whatnot and she was using a REM pod at the time even during daylight they were still very active for the most part yeah like when you and i first got there just the two of us kind of walked around the building Mm -hmm. ourselves and we made it to what the second floor yes and walked into a group that it was a big room so we walked in there and everybody's kind of lined up against the walls in a big circle with a REM pod right in the middle of the room. And it was already going insane. Yeah. So. Which that room was the like the showroom for the funeral home where uh-huh. all the caskets and vaults oh, okay. and well vault models and things like that were in that room. Gotcha. That would make sense. It's a it's a big room. Yeah. Which is now used as a Yugi. 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 Yoga studio is what I'm trying to get out of, which apparently I can't today. <laughs> Yugi! Yeah, a yoga studio is what occupies that room now. Yeah. 
And then Robert Bell's bedroom, that was quite interesting because there was this rug in the middle of the room and I thought it was an area rug at first. No, when I went on the tour, she said it's actually carpet inlaid into the floor. Yeah, I thought, and I saw the shiny over it like it was being mm. held down by yeah, well, plastic to preserve yeah. it. It didn't even dawn on me that there was no gap, like you couldn't feel anything when you stepped on it. Right. So... Yeah, that yeah. Was, it was strange to find out that it was inlaid into the wood. Yeah, she had mentioned that they had a much thinner, almost trash bag-like material over previously, and they could hear it shuffling when nobody else was in there in the past. Ugh. So, obviously, you know, Sarah and I talked about everything before, well, not beforehand, afterwards, after we were done, but there is one thing I hid from her this whole time. Oh, God. About the entire experience there robert's bedroom is the only room i felt any type of sense of intimidation walking when i first walked into it really yes probably when it of... was just you and i mm-hmm. oh it just felt like there was this in like i don't say a movable force but somebody was upset that another man has entered his bedroom basically oh not understanding what that room was so yeah i had to keep something from you that I, you know for the show that's funny because I kept something from you too. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I, but, okay. What so then you did a test of unpuckering your butthole, and it was it wasn't a successful test. No, it was quite puckered <laughs> for okay. a good amount of time. Anyways, so when we were down in the basement, okay, and we were standing by the things, because we'll we'll get to what was down there too okay um <clears throat> so yeah she says the things is i'm just like there was a lot of things in the basement where we were standing for a good long time okay um you remember at the end of the night when we were all standing out on the like porch yeah and they were talking about um their arms hurting some yeah. of the women had their arms hurting yeah my, my left arm was hurting, too. But I thought it was because of my anxiety. Right. Until then. Until a lot of them, you heard a lot uh -huh. of people saying that. And it wasn't, it wasn't like pain, but it was like just a very uncomfortable ache that I felt like in my shoulder bone and down like, like right. to my elbow. Right. But I was like, that whole time I was just thinking it was because of my anxiety, you know? Yeah. Wasn't apparently, because it happened to a lot of the other women that were downstairs, too. Yeah. So I wonder what would cause that. I don't know. And Lindsay Crouch that was one of the main guys. She uh -huh. was speaking to somebody about that. And I overheard her say that it was a lot of people experienced the whole pain in the left arm to somebody. I'm going to guess that either she knows very well or frequently visits the Bell Mansion during investigation periods. Uh -huh. So I don't know if you had caught that conversation or not while we were no. standing outside. Yeah. It might no. not have been outside. There was a lot of overheard conversations of people talking about what they seen or heard. Because, I mean, the place echoes a little bit because this place was built in the 1800s. So there's, like, no acoustic value. So everybody's loud, basically. Right. No. I all The only other thing I heard about that was when we were outside, like, right before we left. When she was out there spraying people. Yeah. So, that's weird. I would love to know what causes that. Right. So before, while well, the show started, Sarah wasn't feeling well enough to go up and downstairs. So she sat in the main event room while I was off on my ghost tour with the, with the Bell Mansion staff. Yeah. And she had somewhat of an experience sitting there. 
Yeah. And I, I already told you when you came back down and the show was about to start, mm-hmm. I told you beforehand. So as I explained it to you, you know, like when a cat walks up to you and they'll rub across your leg and you'll feel their tail trail across the leg. And oh, I know like, you know that because yeah, you fucking yell at Lugosi all the time. Yeah, it's all the you. fucking time or it's Salem doing it. They go underneath my desk here. They chew on fucking wires for some weird reason. Only cat I've ever seen that chew wires like this, but yeah. So I felt that three times in the matter of about two and a half, maybe three minutes. It yeah. wasn't it wasn't a long time span, and all three of the feelings was on my left leg, but it felt like a cat walking by and just kind of wrapping its tail around the front of my leg. Huh. Um. Then we come to find out later. Well, at least I found out later. You probably knew before me because you did yeah. the tour that they have a dog spirit in that house. Yeah. So it might have just been the dog coming to say, what's up, bitch? It could have been. I don't I don't know what it was, but I was sitting by myself. There was nothing fucking going on. No, There was hardly anybody in there. Maybe two, three other couples. Right. And I was like sitting by myself just yeah, in a metal folding chair. And I'll... I don't think Tracy had ever left that room since we had shown up nope. in there. Nope. And Jerry, he was just kind of wandering around yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Which is very interesting that he was actually wearing a shirt with his. Oh, are we talking about another animal without you? Yeah, apparently Ginger's upset. We're talking about ghost animals. But yeah, it was an experience for sure. Never. Never thought I'd get touched. Never never thought that I would have something happen that other people wound up saying happened to them as well. Right. Again, like I said, the whole arm, ear, you know, pain. I will say pain. It wasn't pain, right. though. Just uncomfortable. Um, wasn't just me and my anxiety. It was literally other women that were there felt the same fucking thing I did. Yeah. Yeah. Creepy. Creepy, creepy. So that was before, you know, the show started. We Then, you know, we had the live podcast part that we already covered. Then we broke for dinner for about an hour and a half or so. And then... It was like an hour and five minutes. Oh. But we were able to go see... Get to see some fireworks from whatever the (laughs) sports ball team from Fort Wayne is. That's in downtown area. I think it's the Tin Cups is their baseball team. I think that's what that was down there. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not even sure if it's tin cups. For some reason, that sticks out in my head. Tin cups? Yeah. Or tin caps, maybe is what I'm meaning to say. I don't remember. But, Mm -hmm. hey, we got to see fireworks in September, so that was cool. Yeah. So, after dinner, we're waiting, you know, just hanging out outside, taking pictures of the building, and sent them to Lindsay. She's like, oh my god, that place is creepy as fuck. They don't know Lindsay. Noodle. We've talked about her before. Noodles, uh, you know, (laughs) might have to... Which I, I swear that she was trying to pull a joke on us saying she was, you know, not going to be there and she was going to be. I was hoping she would. Right. I was hoping she would show up. But think, alas, she has a family. Yeah. I was like, so do I. We tell, her so do, tell her so do we, but we left them at their <laughs> own houses. <laughs> but yeah, it would have been cool to meet her maybe someday. Yeah. Hopefully. Meet up for some some reason. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe Justin might come out of retirement of live shows in Fort Wayne again, and we can do it with him. And then we'll, then we'll tell her, "You have to come. You don't have a choice." <laughs> well, maybe we'll just find some creepy something to go meet up halfway. Yeah, maybe just kind of spend a little bit together, something. Yep. But yeah, anyways, 
So, so as we stated, it was dinner break, yeah. and you and I had run to the Arby's nearby just to grab something small. Right. We drove back and sat back in front of the Bell Mansion because that's where we parked. Yeah, and we're sitting there eating, and we see this little boy walk up beside David's truck, continue walking, walked up the front steps to the Bell Mansion. He had to be what eight? Nine? Eight, ten, eight, ten years old, maybe. Like, anyways, he walked in with a Ouija board. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, oh, hell no. Did he, he, did you see that kid? Did he literally just walk in there with a Ouija board? Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh. So we get in there and we were all just kind of standing around and then they... Uh, Jeff was yes. his name? Yep. Yeah, he was another one of the people that work at the mansion and does paranormal investigation. Um, he called us into the dining room, and he had different equipment set up on the table. So they had just a kind of a random assortment of <clears throat> equipment that they were letting the people that were doing in the investigations right. just grab off the table and use. So they had, like, the K2 meter, an EMF reader, um, and the music boxes, which were creepy as fuck. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, the REM pods. The REM pods, yeah. And they said that they had Ouija boards available for use, but if we didn't know how to use them properly, yeah. to please ask them for help. Right. And nobody in, like, in their right mind, other than this kid, asked <laughs> to use one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but everything that they had on that table, they sell there in the gift shop. Right. But they're like legitimate ghost detect, you know, right. investigation equipment. They even had an SLS camera available for vibe, I think, or they just had it in the case to, sh you know, just to have it there. Yeah. Um, Jeff, he used it later on that one I'll talk about when we get into that section of everything. Yeah. Um, they didn't have EF, EM. <clears throat> EM pumps, which oh. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't have those. Maybe they didn't just have them out. Because I swear I saw them on their website when I was looking earlier. Huh. They also had headphones that Justin Rimmel was saying. No, it wasn't Justin. No, it, was it wasn't. Jeff. Yeah. They only had the one pair, which were quite interesting. I wanted to grab those, but they were at the opposite end of the table. Yeah. <clears throat> but Jeff wound up saying that they pick up like very low frequency yeah. voices basically he like, was stating that if somebody was in the room next to us and was in there just whispering by themselves in a far off corner that that pair of headphones with their you know whatever speak uh, not mm -hmm. speaker but mic they use would pick up that person whispering like as if they were in the same room talking still right which i'm kind of thankful i didn't grab those like i wanted to just because of so a lot of the feet shuffling and the laughing that our group did just yeah. because some of the responses that we got. Yeah. So, yeah, we were able to grab our equipment. David was, like, the first fucker to move, and he ran and grabbed one of the uh, the REM pods. Um, and then we were told, like, you know, get into a group, and somehow we got shuffled into, like, the biggest fucking group there was. Yeah. Which was cool because it made me feel a little safer, I guess. Right. <laughs> but not so cool because there was a lot of people talking, mm -hmm. a lot of people whispering, even though they were told, please don't whisper for 
you know, out of respect for those that have brought their own, you know, recording equipment. Yep. Um, yeah, but then we were told to go to the one place that I fucking hate the most out of any building yep. anywhere in the world. And that was to the goddamn basement. But before that, it was like the Lindsay, the host, she was like, OK, we're going lights out. And then just like room by room, the lights are just slowly going off. And I yeah. can just see the look on Sarah's face. I'm like, look at her and I'm like, there's no turning back now. I'm, yeah, I know. And I, I'm pretty sure when that last light went off, which was the room we were standing in, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you had been recording then, I, you would have heard me say, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we were shuffled down to the basement. And the first room you come to in a basement is their what they call their nerve center. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just lined with toe tags. But you said that it was people that visited. The toe tags were people that visited. Yeah. And if I would have known, like, the one person was there, I probably would have looked to see if he put a toe tag up on the wall. But they probably don't have it, so somebody doesn't steal it. And that would be Hmm. Jonathan Davis of Corn. Oh, I guarantee they probably got one with his name on it. Oh, they do, but I'm sure it's not up on the wall in there. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, we're in the basement. We go through the nerve center. And through the nerve center, you go through another door. And it's pitch black in there. So, yeah, the the first room off of the nerve center, I don't really know what that room was because I didn't do the tour. And uh, we did a little investigation in there. We didn't get anything. No. And but David happened to be like, after the fact, told me, like, if I had told you what was down there, you wouldn't have gone in there. Yeah. And apparently directly to my right, because I couldn't see, there was a... Like two, a double stacked wooden box mm-hmm. that they would keep the corpses in to ref, like put yeah. them in the refrigerator, basically. Yeah, there was a lot of things in the basement I didn't tell her about because I knew if I would have, she wouldn't I wouldn't have, gone, have gone down there. I didn't want to go down there in the first place. Because this whole trip was unintentionally trying to get her to step outside of her comfort zone. And I did. And I'm so proud that she did it. So we move away from that room. We went to the left through a little, you know, doorway. And it's another room. And I'm standing. Somehow my dumbass stood in between a metal, basically a metal box, which they would put. No. You said that was used for. Yeah, it was for traveling to bring you back home. Right. So. But not only is she standing next to that, we're also standing next to literally in between this metal box and a larger wooden box that this large wooden box they would put the metal cast uh, casket in to ship the body the remains back in the larger wooden box and we're literally standing in between the two of these and i knew this and i'm not telling sarah anything about i didn't know what the fuck they were i know because i can barely make out the shape that's around me and then I turn around, you were directly behind me, and then I hear shuffle, 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 and you're fucking nowhere. Do you notice me turn my phone on so I could see where you were? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, where'd he go? Yeah, because I was putting another REM pod down at that point. <clears throat> and that one was ticking a little bit. Yeah. Um. Meanwhile, other people in our group had apps open on their phone, mm-hmm. Um. If you watch ghost shows on TV, you'll see people doing investigations that have random words pop out at them through yeah, an app. I don't app. remember what it's called. It's not Spirit Box because Justin was using that. 
Ghost Talker was one of them that I remember being used. Yeah, that was a lot. That was the one that was being used a lot by most people. I was using the Ghost... It was, it was Ghost Tube is the name of the main app, and then there's their shoot-offs, like SLS, which I couldn't get to work, which Aww. I probably realized I probably didn't have my camera facing the right way and probably had to sit there with it for a long time. Oh, yeah, probably. Because there was a video that I took real quick to send to my sister and Noodle just so they can see how things were going. It mm -hmm. was dark, and I was like, maybe I've had it flipped the wrong way this whole fucking time. And then I hit the flip thing, and then, yeah, then I can see the lights. I'm like, damn. Oh, jeez. But yeah, so uh, there were a lot of voices coming through mm -hmm. the ghost talker one. Yep. Um, then we're standing there and we didn't really get much there. The REM pod that you sat down was getting a few little like, like little, little blips. Very low interactions with little takes. I would call it more of a take than anything else. And then they're like, let's move on. Let's go over there by the caskets. And I was like, like I literally said out loud oh shit <laughs> so we're shuffling we're moving to the next spot and then we're standing there in a circle and light enough from somebody's phone came on and i saw directly to my left not one five baby coffins that had little dolls in them it's like stuff there was one that had a stuffed bunny yeah. just and there was some yeah. candy left as offerings basically yeah so we're standing there and shit starts happening. Oh, yeah. Um, the lady that was using the ghost talker app. Yeah. Or spirit talker, whatever the fuck it was. Um, almost immediately a voice came through. I remember you. You remember me? Disrespectful. <laughs> you remember I didn't. who? It said it remembered me. I'm really sorry. I didn't mean that to said disrespectful. That. Well, come to find out when she went well, through and said, I remember you disrespectful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we had come to find out that when she was going on her tour with the lights on, she accidentally kicked the coffin that was on the floor. Uh, so. Yeah, she got called disrespectful numerous times throughout the night. Yeah, mostly in the basement. <clears throat> and <clears throat> and uh, we're standing there. I hadn't really realized it, but I was at the back of the group with my back to a pitch black fucking room behind me. And David standing to my left. And there was just a whole bunch of things being said through the app. And... Uh, we had, one of the people in the group had asked, like, you know, how old are you? What's your name? That kind of thing. Yeah. And they said nine. So it was a nine-year-old. And we set a REM pod up on the floor directly next to the little casket that was there. Yep. And wound up setting the music box up on the table that was to our right. And whatever was down there, whatever nine-year-old, whoever... Um, really liked that music box. Yeah. And it kind of seemed that they were ping-ponging between the REM pod and the music box, making them go off very shortly each time. Like, enough time to get close enough, have it go off, walk to the other thing, have it go off, walk back. 
And then we're standing there just listening to all the thing coming, you know, all the words coming through. Like one of the things that came through was the devil is real. Right. And everybody's like, oh, no. Um, what what were some other things that came through down there? That well, were... we got the name Emma. And then Emma. I think there was a guy in our group named Benjamin. He asked, what should we call you? And a crocodile came through. Crocodile. Yep. So that got a little bit of a chuckle out of everybody. Yep. What should I call you? Crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Crocodile. I'm Benjamin. And then on mine that I had running, which said medicine, so I ended up asking, do you need medicine? And then the next response we got was, my heart gave out. My heart gave out, yep. Medicine. Do you need medicine? My heart gave in. So we don't know if there is a correlation between Emma slash crocodile or how much of this is garbage, basically just right. randomness that's coming through on frequencies. But yeah. So we're standing there. We we're out. We're in that spot for. A good while. Yeah, because we were getting a lot of good responses and from the music boxes and the <clears throat> ghost tube apps. Yeah. Spirit talkers, I think is what that's actually called. Maybe, I don't know. There was also a room behind us um, that another group had been in. So we kind of just stayed in our spot by the little caskets mm -hmm. until they were gone. They had already gone back upstairs. And we're in, in the talks of kind of wrapping up talking where we were. Mm -hmm. And we hear two, like... Two knocks on metal, basically, right. is what it sounded like. And everybody's heads in that room fucking whipped to behind right. us. And approximately like 20, 30 seconds later, one of the HVAC systems turned on. I think they left a very bottom one on in case somebody got overheated from being upstairs, mm -hmm. is my guess. I don't think there's any direct correlation between that because one person no. said it sounds like a fuse box, but I've never heard a furnace in our, even in our house or anywhere, even no. in a commercial setting, make a double click sound like that before turning on. So I ended up asking them to do it, to do that again, and then we got back with, not for you. I missed that. <laughs> I did not hear. I was probably like internally freaking out. Like what the fuck's behind right, me? Probably. Um, yeah, it almost sounded like two people took two full cans of pop and clanked them together yeah. to give you a better audiological explanation. Right. As that's what it sounded like to me, but there was nobody behind us. We were the only group downstairs. <clears throat> So we wind up going to the room behind us where we just heard the, you know, the bangs come yeah. from. And I'll let you talk about this room. Before we did that, we kind of shuffled around in that room a little bit because, like, we all started going back in the room we just came out of. And I said, hey, we we just came out of there. We need to go this way. So everybody's, like, turning around, coming back my direction. And then that little kid, I'm just like, he's coming back with the REM pod he had. And he, like... 
wouldn't turn it. I think he might have forgot or he's trying to shut it off. So there's just this light from that. I'm leaning around the corner and he just stops dead in his, in his track. He's like, whoa. And I just kind of slink back around the corner. <laughs> and then the final room, we went to the basement before we took a break to go upstairs because it was getting pretty warm with that many people downstairs in that basement. Yeah. Um, there was this window that from this time as a funeral home, which it was a funeral home for 90 years. 93. 93 years. Um, was a receiving window for all those that have passed came through this window so somebody had left it open and I stuck a REM pod in there and it started, you know, taking a little away a little bit and then it just stopped and didn't anything again. And then the other lady that was in there with her spirit talker said it said mock. And I and this was like seconds after I was leaning against the window. Like you're waiting for the body. Like to I was in. waiting for something. Yeah. So and then that's also like one of the bigger things that surprised the staff happened. The mock? No. Oh. The other thing yeah, that God, happened. Yeah. Okay. You know, as those that may or may not done investigations, you're, you know, you're in there, you're doing questions, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm still standing by this window, and then I hear, like, almost a irritating sigh, growl, or whatever. So I ended up asking everybody, did anybody else hear that? Did somebody just make somewhat of a growling sound? Like, I heard that over there. I heard it. Was that you? Oh, I thought it was him. You see it right away? Oh, I think it's him. I'm scared of you. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my but you have to make mention that that happened when that little boy walked into that, where the few steps were that we heard it from, mm -hmm. and sat the music box down. He literally backed up super quick because it happened while he was placing it down. See, I didn't catch that part. I yeah. just heard it. I didn't see him go in there at that time. He literally backed up and he was like, oh, that scared me. And then you were like, did you guys hear that? And everybody else was like, yeah, whatever it was could have been growling, humming, disapproval, whatever, right. at that little boy being in that area. So like and then that's when the music box started going off even longer. Yes. You know, we're still asking questions of all sorts, getting you know, some responses. We got talisman from one lady's. Mm -hmm. Um Australia was one, and we got the name Nicole come through. Yeah. Just a lot of random stuff that we didn't get another ping off, I guess you can say. Yeah. But, and then Lindsay came back down to check on and see how we were doing to let us know it was time to rotate floors. Somebody had mentioned it to her, and she seemed really shocked by it, but since there were so many of us that heard it, she wants to check more into it. Mm-hmm. So I maybe mean, should messenger and you say I have audio of the said growl that was heard this previous Saturday. If you would like to have it, you were able to pick it up. Yes, I have it. Oh, I want to hear that. No, you oh. didn't. You didn't show that to me or tell me you caught it. <laughs> well, it was very late when we got back, and I was sitting there listening to it. Like I still got more I got to go through. So there's going to be very little of the stuff added into this episode, and it'll probably be like a bonus in the next couple of weeks. The if, extra, or we could just do, you know, a short little blip in not this episode, but the following right. episode kind of is like follow up. This is this is everything right. we caught and kind of explain some of it. And right, because I have like three hours, almost three hours worth of audio. I have to sit and listen yeah. to every second of it to find anything. Yep. Sometimes every second you have to listen to yeah. a few times. Yep. But yeah. Lindsay kind of said, hey, next group's coming down. You guys can head back up. 
Yeah. And that's when you guys got sent to the third floor. Yeah. I chose not to go to the third floor because when David and I were walking around on our own when we first got there, like it it was super, super hot up there. And yeah. I know that I won't, I wouldn't have been able to be up there long in that heat. Right. Especially to climb that fourth, you know, set yeah. of stairs with my back already starting to hurt. Like it wasn't a right. good idea on my part. So I sat down in the main room and waited for mm-hmm. them to come back down. And absolutely nothing happened when I was in the main room. That's why we didn't even wind up investigating it. There was literally nothing. There right. was already a group down there investigating the main floor and nothing. So you didn't miss anything on my end. Right. But you missed a whole <clears throat> lot upstairs. Yeah, you were telling me. <laughs> <laughs> So even though going from the basement to the fourth floor, yeah, it was a fucking workout because of how many stairs you had to climb. So even though like, hey, here's this fourth floor stairs. Now here's three more you have to go up to be legitimately on the third floor. Yeah. And so then we ended up going to the service corps, very small room. And they said that five people shared this room, but there's one spirit by the name of Maria that hangs out in there. Mm-hmm. Soon as REM pods got turned on in there, they were just screaming away. screaming away and then Justin Rimmel that we mentioned earlier he was using a spirit box but he was doing what's called the Estes method or the Estes method where he's basically intentionally depriving him of self of all sensories around mm-hmm. him other than auditory to focus more on what's listening he didn't really feel like much up in there when there was a whole bunch of people in there Lindsay was talking to Maria Maria she would ask Maria to step back from the REM pod and she would and then there was one we had a southern dresser and it's just going off going off going off so when in there we got in there asking her about so one person asked you she asked Lindsay actually asked about do you like the changes that have been made here and we got the response of happy mm-hmm. so with being Lindsay in there hearing these responses she's heard it probably more than once so she you know she's gonna know like yeah this isn't just throw away just a random response we got that, you know, I asked a couple more questions. And then when we get ready to leave, Lindsay suggested that maybe with, do we want to split up? Do we want to stay as one large group? And then we got stay with me. Yeah. Clear as day. You, Cause you played that for me a little mm-hmm. bit ago. So I could hear some of what happened. On the yeah. This floor. wasn't like, these are EVP responses that I got. Mm-hmm. This was off the spirit talker apps is what we're getting these from. And there's also the spirit of a little boy by the name of Andy that resides on the third floor as well, too. She might have believed it was also Andy coming across from the room he hangs out into where we are because Andy has an attachment to Lindsay. Mm -hmm. Um, In my audio that I have, there's a REM pod in the room that was left on that Andy resides in. And you can kind of hear it going off. But as soon as Lindsay enters this room, it just lights up. And the thing with Andy is his favorite color is yellow because in the previous in the tour, she mentions that. Her son Eli's favorite color is yellow. So when she's sitting on the floor talking to Andy and whatnot, and she's the first time she mentioned the color yellow to Andy, Rempod starts blinking yellow. Yep. So they have this connection to responding through the color yellow on the Rempods. 
But yeah, that was the most active time in there. I kind of want to find some yellow toys and send them to them and be like, you know, you know, as a thank you gift for hosting the event mm-hmm. from from our show basically to them and like we would like Andy to have these so he has toys in his favorite color because it was like a random lot of toys yeah like there was a bouncy ball some lots of cars but I just feel like the whole time I was there just you know being in the same presence of Andy is like I want to send him yellow toys well we can do that we'll be back there well not there but back in Fort Wayne in October so can get some and drop them off yeah um so Later on, then, you know, everyone's goofing around, not goofing around, they're on the third floor in the poker room back in the servant's quarter. We tried, we did an experiment in the poker room with two REM pods because it was a little bit odd that they one, they were both going off identical, like the blue and red lights. They were same intensity, same beeping frequency. So we switched them and they did the exact same thing. So we even make sure that they weren't malfunctioning. We came up and we touched the antenna so it goes like full maximum strength and move hand and back and they just went right back to where they were. Huh. Because since it was a men's only room, one of the other women that was in there, she suddenly felt like her legs like got were tight mm-hmm. and then they got green hair. So when she heard that, she's like, Nope, I'm done, I'm out. And then one of the guys in our group, he was like, Let's see what happens when we only put four men in the room, so I sat down on the table, and then the other three did. And, we're, you know, that really much happened other than the identical REM pod stuff, which we kind of came to this conclusion that possibly that one of us was sitting on someone's lap, basically. Oh. Because of how they were both identical. Yeah. But we never figured out who really it was because we all kind of got up and they never changed. Huh. That's weird. But Justin is also in the servants' quarters doing Estes Method Spirit Sweep box with the doing the uh, spirit box mm-hmm. that sweeps the radio frequencies, and he keeps saying five, five, six, seven. So I volunteered to go look in the poker room to go see, and there's a five of hearts on the table. Huh. And then, um, so they was like, "Is there any other cards?" And like, "Yeah, there's like a pair of." aces a pair of jacks and a pair of nines on the table that's all anything that's on there so i asked like do you can you tell me what color is on the card and we never got a response for that but we thought there was some significance with the numbers from the cards but it was actually every time he would say five six seven it kept sweeping through on a frequency that was five six seven I don't remember if there well, was a six or seven. But they do do the count. Five, six, seven. The meter just went five, six, five. seven. I'm eternal. Are you reading the meter? Six. It said it's eternal. Five. Are you a human? Six. Is there any seven. sixes on the table? Good job, man. <laughs> Did I just figure it out? No shit. Yeah. That's So they cool. were reading the screen <laughs> off of his radio, the spirit box that he was using. And when Justin's like got doing this, he's got headphones on. He can't hear shit. I even tried it for a little bit mm-hmm. in a different room. I'm sure Sarah was probably like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, as soon <laughs> as you stepped away from me and I'm standing in a corner by myself, I'm like, god damn, he would. But, but you... no, it was. And it's so loud. Like you, he, you guys had it pressed to yeah. your ears. You were holding it down onto your ears. And even with that. It was still loud. Like, I could hear yeah. the channels changing. Like, in that room that you guys were doing it in, 
<clears throat> like I was doing it. I don't even know what you guys asked. Like I haven't I even got remember. that part of my recording yet to see what you guys asked. But oh, you left it on during then? Yeah, I had oh, it on okay. the whole time we were doing investigation parts. I don't remember because I it was so so dark in there. Mm-hmm. Like they closed the doors. Yeah, this was like a completely interior room, so you're we're not seeing shit. You in can't here. see anything. You can't even see the other walls. Like I was, I was freaking out a little bit in there. My anxiety was rising. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't tell you what was asked. Yeah. Um, but I didn't do it for very long because it was very overwhelming for me. Like I could feel my sort of start breathing faster because it's like. I was overwhelmed because of being mm-hmm. deprived from everything else when I can't really fucking see in there and I'm sitting there with my eyes closed for to concentrate on what I'm hearing and I didn't get a whole lot I got like um and nothing I think is what I said I don't remember and I, so and then we ended up taking a small break and then that's when we went back upstairs into the embalming room which was the second floor yeah so yeah so let me let me start this room out <coughs> When we had first got to the mansion and had already agreed we're not doing the guided tours, so you and I were just walking around alone. We made it to the second floor. We take a left as soon as we get up there while we go right off of the stairs, and it's the first room on the left. And it's the embalming room. They've got two embalming tables, two uh, bodily fluid-soaked gurneys. Yeah. Um, very old. And I'm in there looking around and I turn around and David fucking left me in there alone. <laughs> I was so I was mad. literally across the hall from her. I don't care. <laughs> and this is daylight and I was literally across the hall from her. And I immediately turned around and walked out of that room and I found him and I was like, okay, so when we go in for this tour, when we come back for this tour tonight, that's my one thing. Don't fucking leave me. Right. And he didn't, thankfully. Um, but yeah, just being in there by myself was, even in the daylight, I, it was, yeah, it was, my hairs were standing straight up. So yeah, back to nighttime. All right. Prior, so you know, the room that I was in that was used for, like, the servant's kitchen when it was still the mansion, but I do not remember the use for it during the funeral home, but they did point out that there's still blood on the doorframe. They, like, thought about cleaning it off, but they decided to leave it there to be charming. Said, look at your own risk, basically. Where was this? The room directly across from the embalming room. Oh, yeah, I didn't... We we, we must not have gone in there. No, because I think it was getting pretty late by the time we got done with the embalming room. and Yeah. Everywhere. It was getting ready to call a night yeah. at that point because I don't we didn't go in any other rooms after that uh-uh. no because there was still the large room that was like the showroom Robert's bedroom some of the other various other rooms in the house we didn't go yeah. into but at one point I had forgotten my water in the previous room we were just in and Justin sitting on the embalming table doing you know spirit box with the headphones on which Sarah said she was surprised he jumped up on there. I fucking wasn't. He did. He just straight up jumped up and sat his ass right on that <laughs> embalming table. And it's like a big, thick porcelain yeah. embalming table. Like, original. And I was just like, ugh. <laughs> Not him for sitting on it, but just it would have gave me the fucking chills and I wouldn't have been able yeah. to do it. I'm sure if I would have done it, she would probably flip the fuck out. I probably would have been the fuck like, are you doing? Get the fuck down. Get down right now. <laughs> No, you're not my real mom. <laughs> <You're> 
Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so but, you went to get your water. Yeah. So I'm as I leave, go get my water off my ghost tube, I get, it's warm here. And I heard that come from behind me. Because once again, I don't know why, standing in a dark room, I've got my fucking back to the dark hallway. Standing by myself. I wasn't standing yeah. by you. I don't know why the fuck I kept doing that. Every time I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why? Yeah. So I get her in my water. I come back in and then I get, I think it said to your right or look to your right or something. To your like. right. As I do look to my right, the guy that was standing in the spot, he happens to move on his own. Mm -hmm. Or he might have heard it to see, you know, so we could see what was there. And then there was the pictures of Homer Van Meter, which if you do not know who that is, that's John Dillinger's right hand man, lieutenant, whatever term you would like to use. Which he happened to be embalmed at the Bell Mansion when it was a funeral home. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna let's hope I'm gonna do this, and either we're gonna get something or we're not. So we one guy that one guy that was in our group, he apparently had the same thought process I mm -hmm. did. And he asked, "Did you know John Dillinger?" Because I had brought it up about the pictures to everybody in the group. So he asked this question, and the next thing we get, it was either. All for nothing or all or nothing. This came from Justin, who had that headset yeah. on and couldn't hear anything that we were saying. And yes, it came, he piped up with all for nothing. I wanted a drink of water, but okay. Did you know John Dillinger? Were you his friend? All for nothing. So, I don't know if there's a direct link with that. But then shortly after that, we got the name Joe. So I don't know if there's a connection between all three of that stuff. But we tried yeah. to get some Dillinger stuff out and, you know, had to do it for Justin since he was listening and he had his Dillinger t-shirt on. Mm -hmm. So it was either he's going to either be excited about it or he's going to be pissed because he wasn't able to hear it. So I think the thing in that room that creeped me out the most was when after that you came back with the water. You did your, you mm -hmm. know, your look to the right. The question came out, Justin said what he said, and then you sat your phone down with the spirit talker right. um, on the gurney, and you walked away from it, and it immediately piped up, come back. And yeah. and the dude was like, well, I think you should probably grab your phone, and you grabbed your phone and went and stood by the, the casket. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of when, oh, and then the kid, the dude asked, how many people are in this room? And it the spirit talker app six there were six of no seven there were seven mm -hmm. of us and another group wound up coming in right after that and the guy asked again you know another group just came in how many more people walked in the room and it said six and there were six people that walked yeah. in the room and that was very eerie to get immediate yeah. correct responses like that very eerie. Yeah, so, I mean, by this time, that building was heating up pretty good because, I mean, it's yeah. literally carved out of stone, so mm -hmm. I pretty much called it a night, and I was already up and downstairs constantly. Yeah. Just all over the place with everybody, and I was already told, sorry, this is fucking hot, so I already want to do this again. We're not even done. This was, like, halfway through when I said that. Yeah. But I'm sure she enjoyed seeing me be the way that I was doing I did. This. I actually sent a... Well, Noodle had messaged me like eight o'clock in the morning Saturday, yeah. uh, Sunday, and asked me like, "How did it go? Did you like it?" And I was like, "You know, I was scared shitless, but the longer I was in there, 
the more not comfortable because I wasn't comfortable at right. all that entire time. But the easier it got for me to be in there in the dark. Yeah. I was like, David, he was in his element. It was like watching him play Phasmo in real life. <laughs> she was like, oh, man, I wish I could have seen that. And it's like, well, he would have if you were here. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I don't say it is, is I didn't have a thermometer with me. I know, and they didn't have any EMF. Nope. What is it? EMF te- detector? No, it's infrared thermometers, what they uh, are. Whatever. So, yeah, that was all that you needed to be mm-hmm. able to, because you even made mention if they have a thermometer there. Yeah, then I'm going to grab and get, get a picture, picture. with it. Because <laughs> it's my go-to on Phasmo since everybody grabs everything else. Yeah. So. But it was it was a good time. Um, definitely not something, I mean, I'll be honest when you, I did that for you. Because I know how bad you wanted to go. No. So, I I really didn't want like the the podcast part cool oh let's do that right but then it's like paranormal investigation for four hours in the dark afterwards i didn't want to do it but i did it and i'm glad i did it because it definitely pushed me out of that fucking comfort zone real quick yeah um but yeah i mean i'd i'd do it again it's it's not straight to waverly right or randolph or no or you know ohio state reformatory yeah not one of the big ones. No, but something small like that again, mm-hmm. I, I I would do it again. Yeah. I would like to go back there and do it again in maybe a colder month where it's right. not so, so you fucking actually hot upstairs. Go upstairs. Yeah. But it was it it was interesting. Yeah. So if you had ended up buying tickets for doing the live show plus investigation, you were entered in a raffle. We didn't buy our tickets in time for it. But the one ladies that did win, they got so scared that they decided they weren't staying the night. And I'm looking at Sarah and she's like, no. No. With Justin standing right there looking at you for an answer. And you're like, look at me. And I didn't even look at you. I'm just like, no, that's not happening. But I did say, if you want to stay, I will gladly go to Amy's house and you can stay here by yourself. I ain't doing it. Um, But yeah, the ladies that won... Like, they wound up getting sprayed down twice with... Which we forgot to ask her what that was. I heard her saying it had, like, cinnamon and clove and a whole bunch of other things. Essential oils. Yeah. Um, Probably things that have been used for centuries to cleanse the to body from spirits cleanse. and it stuff. It was a cleansing spray, yeah. But <clears throat> they wound up having mm-hmm. that done twice. So something something scared the fuck out of them. Right. Thankfully, that didn't happen to me because I would have been sitting outside right. till you were done. Yeah. Um, but the group that was the last remaining group that was upstairs still talking with Andy, uh, Jeff, he had taken an SLS camera upstairs and SLS camera is the one that shows the little stick figures. Yeah. So he's up there the whole time. Nothing's going on with it. Nothing's going on with it. And then we're about getting ready to done. And then two figures pop up and like, they look like they were wrestling. Now, the, you didn't see the screen. That's what it actually looked like. No, I I just say that because she was, Lindsay, the mm-hmm. lady, was downstairs talking outside while you were upstairs. Mm-hmm. And at that time you were upstairs, she was downstairs saying that they had caught something on the REM, not the REM pod, the, the ghost talker thing. Yes. 
And it was saying, she's like, I couldn't figure out if they were saying like six over and over or if they were saying sex over and over. Mm -hmm. She's like, but I'm pretty sure it was sex. And that was while. Well, there was also there was a legend, uh, an affair between Robert and Maria, too, but they can't really confirm that. And they said that they're the kid in the Hawaiian shirt from our town. Mm -hmm. When we were downstairs, said that in the corner that we didn't go into. Yeah. That there was a lot of necrophilia that happened there. Yeah. So. Which I'm curious about how he found that out because somebody yeah. trying to pry it out of the other staff. She's like, we'll talk about that another time. They just mm-hmm. kind of played it off. Like, didn't want to bring it up. Yeah. Which I can understand. They don't want to bring that kind of negative energy into. I have a feeling he's been there a lot. Right. Because he was kind of acting as a tour guide. Yeah. Like, even upstairs, he was talking to Lindsay about their field. Their. I don't know if you've picked up on this yet, but it feels like from the servants' quarters, the, just by the top of the stairs, like we're being watched. It's like, yeah, I've mm-hmm. I've picked up on it. And then there, at one point, she went and stood at the top of the stairs, just staring. Couldn't hear what she if she was saying anything. Mm-hmm. She had something in her hand. I don't know if she was doing pendulum work or what she was using in her hand. Yeah, but she just stood there for quite some time by herself. Yep. But. All in all, a very interesting night. Yeah. Your, like, excitement to get in there probably helped ease me into going Mm -hmm. in there. But then the lights went off, and I'm just like, oh, no. It's actually happening. Yeah. But, yeah, had you told me beforehand what was in the basement, I wouldn't have gone down there. Yeah. I know. Yeah, like I said before, that was intentionally done so I can get you to go down there. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, it's okay. I survived. My butthole's intact but now that you know that's all down there that you shouldn't have a problem going down there again no you've you're familiar with this place now yeah and if we ever do go on an investigation they may or may not remember you who knows yeah they did keep keep saying nose ring yeah and i was the only one there with the fucking nose ring in our group yeah because i didn't think to look i figured you might have after we came back upstairs mm-hmm I was looking at the ladies when the lights, you know, from the phones were, yeah. I was the only one with a nose ring. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God. So, would you do it again the way that we did? Like, I take a tour, don't, and I don't tell you anything like we did. Obviously not there because you've been through there. You know what's in there. Um, like if I learn about the place beforehand, I'm not talking about like Monroe House kind of shit since we've watched stuff on that. Pro- probably because you knowing what's down there mm-hmm. or what's wherever. Um, me basically. The me not knowing and finding out I'm already fucking there. I Where am I going to go? Right. Like. Yeah, but I swear to God, had I known what was in that basement, I wouldn't have been down there. Yeah. And you knew that, I'm sure. Oh, I know. That's why I never told you anything at all in the basement. Sneaky, sneaky. I definitely didn't uh, expect the end of, well, the beginning of our fucking investigation to have me standing with my back to an open pitch black room with five baby caskets next to me. That's for damn sure. Yeah, if you probably would have had your emotional support kit, you probably would have been all right. No. You didn't have your baby sailing with you? No. 
Because he probably wouldn't shut the fuck up. Yeah. And he'd be jumping down and scratching me. And... And or seeing shit that we're not seeing and freaking me out even more. Yeah. So, no. In this case, no. My emotional support cat would not have helped. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. It reminds me, though, because upstairs when the last group was talking to Andy using the SLS camera and the one guy from our town, he just like, nope, uh uh-uh. Like, started backing away and I was like... I know everybody came in to see what a good boy you're being. No. No. I know. I know. You were just trying to have fun. I Thank know, you. but that scares oh. people. Thank you, Andy. That's I they just caught me on guard for just half a second. Okay, good boy. Good boy. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. I know, you're just having fun. Safe. You're safe. Yeah, you're safe. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Good boy. Thank you. That's a good This is odd. This is like nobody's had this kind of response at all, and he's been in our group most of the fucking night. Uh-huh. But you know how, like, sometimes I go to fuck with you just to make you jump, touching yep. the back of your arm? He got that twice on his on his arm. No. And then on the Spirit Talker, we get comedy. So this lady's like, yeah, that was pretty funny, Andy, but let's not touch people again. But he was saying when we were outside that that was not Andy that touched him. Oh, I must have missed that part. Well, Lindsay did say there's something had been open there and mm-hmm. whatnot. And it was before the kid was playing with BG board. Yeah. And... Yeah, he 100%. You were standing right there. You might have been listening to whatever Justin was talking about. Mm-hmm. But he straight up said, like, whatever touched me, that was not Andy. So maybe he's had, you know, physical interaction with Andy before. Like Andy's touched him or yeah, maybe something. Can't keep going on. But yeah, no. this this was completely off the cuff and probably going to be a lot longer than I expected it to be. Yeah. But... 10 out of 10. Didn't want to do it. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would definitely fucking recommend it. Even if you're as scared as I am, it's worth the experience. Now, if you go to do this kind of thing at some places, I had asked ahead of time, and even the beginning, Justin addressed the entire group. You know, be considerate of those around you. Um, If those are that are recording, don't be an asshole about it. Yeah. Don't fuck with them. Because, you know, they're here to, you know, experience this as well just as you are. Yep. And the same for the staff had said the same thing. Um, only thing I would suggest is getting a, a audio recorder of some sort that has an external microphone, not the one that is attached with it. Yep. Because last minute decision, I was like, maybe we should go buy a tape recorder. So we found one at Walmart for like 30 bucks. And they have, and it's got like four gigs. So it's like a couple hundred hours worth of space, like... I didn't even use hardly any of the space on that for as long as I had it running. Really? hmm Wow. And also a flashlight. <clears throat> Not your phone, but an actual flashlight. Yeah, we didn't have that. I didn't think about grabbing one of ours before we left. Yeah. Because okay. just incitement. But also probably, if you can get it, maybe one with a red light filter on it so you don't destroy your night vision turning it on and off. That's the only thing different I would have done with having a flashlight on, like, most of them had yeah and if you're nervous like me 
Xanax. And also one of the biggest things is that you have to remember in these locations, like the Bell Mansion, that there's nothing there that can hurt you. I know. It's just the unknown, you right, know? Right, I know it's the unknown, but even though in the introduction, <clears throat> you know, Lindsay talked about how she was humbled by her experience at Randolph with negative energy and she yeah. went outside to be cleansed by the two witches that were there and they were like, oh, honey, you got some you got some stuff on you. Come over here. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to have a location with that, make sure they have those kind of people on on site. And I'm sure they probably, if they know, if there's a well-known site like Randolph's uh, insane asylum or sanatorium i don't remember the correct name of this place um they probably they're they're very aware of that so they probably have those people on hand whenever they have investigations mm -hmm. going on because liability issues you know i would recommend doing it take a tape recorder with you flashlight with a red filter on it so you don't destroy your night vision or like my two biggest things so if we go again we're gonna have to look at getting one yeah they're not that expensive i'm probably. sure we'll go again i'm sure we at will at some point Either there or <clears throat> somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Even though you were scared, I know you had a lot of fun doing it. I did. Once the nerves kind of went away, like, I think, honestly, I think going to the basement first was probably the best thing that could have happened rip for the, me. Rip the bandaid off and get it over yeah, with. Yeah, pretty much. Because it's all downhill from You there. put me one in, like I said earlier, I hate basements. I don't care what house, what building. I don't do basements. Don't like them. Never have. And everything that was down there, like, yeah, I don't think you could rip the Band-Aid off any, any, any harder than you did. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's all I can say. Yeah. But I think it might be time we close the Emporium up for today or we're going to keep going on about this. I agree. So until next time. Remember to creep it real. Okay, bye. Bye. Please check out our website at macabreemporiumpodcast.com. Join our Facebook group by searching Macabre Emporium. Like and subscribe on YouTube at Macabre Emporium Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Macabre Emporium. And if you have any stories of the paranormal, your local true crime, or weird history that you would want us to look into and possibly do an episode on, email us at macabreemporiumpod at gmail.com. Remember to follow, rate, like, review, and share whenever and wherever you can and help us grow our little baby podcast.